0: You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Our scripture reading as well as our text is Psalm 46. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to the Alamo, the song, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams may glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, he was one of a twin, and he had trouble trusting God. And trusting God is putting your full weight on God just like all of you are putting your full weight on the church pews this afternoon. He had trouble doing that, and it got him into a lot of worries and a lot of difficulties. And he landed up in a lot of trouble because he ended up taking matters into his own hands. Instead of placing his trust in the Lord his God. Until God one day met him like he had never met him before and wrestled with him and knocked his hip out of joint. It was only then that he fully learned to place his trust in the Lord his God. His name was Jacob. His name was also Israel. At the end of Jacob's life, and we read about it in Genesis 48, when he's about to bless Joseph's two boys, Jacob looks back over his life of distrust and learning to trust and he speaks these remarkable words, the God who has shepherded me my whole life long. Even when he wasn't trusting in God, God was still there right beside him. It's almost like that poem called Footprints. And all of a sudden you see just a single line of footprints. And where were you, Lord? I was there. I was carrying you. I hear that in Jacob's confession. The God who shepherded me my whole life long. It's a prelude to another psalm. About the Lord being my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Those are the right paths. This, brothers and sisters, is the God of Jacob. This is the God of Israel. And this is your God and my God. Now, you and I are probably, maybe some of you are, but most of you are not one of a twin. And even though we're not, we suffer from the same problem that Jacob suffered from before he met God in a way that he had not met him before. We all suffer from this innate problem of not being able to let go, of wanting to do things ourselves To look at the circumstances, just like Peter looked at those huge waves. Also, when God places big challenges on our path. And if you have any doubt that you are like that, there's a very easy symptom to take you and me out of our delusion, and that is the symptom of worry. We push the replay button over and over again. Whether it's about something that occurred in the past or something that might occur in the future, we just push the button over and over again. And that's driven by that anxious question of what if? What if this? What if that? And so we mull. And so we grind. And we get tireder and tireder and more tired. The psalmist is familiar With this chronic problem. And yet, and yet he doesn't succumb to this problem like you and I so often succumb to it. And our text of this afternoon gives us three reasons why he doesn't succumb. Three reasons that all circle around his God. His God is reliable because his God is his fortress and strength. His God is the one who is always with his people, and his God is the God who is in control of the circumstances outside of his life and the circumstances in his life. First of all, His God is reliable because his God is his refuge or helper. Another word for a refuge is the word shelter. If it rains, you need shelter. And so you open up your umbrella or you put on your rain jacket and your rain pants. Or you simply stay home. And then your home or your rain clothing or your umbrella is your refuge, your shelter. Sometimes you're accused of doing something and you also need to take shelter or a refuge. And you may be tempted to take your refuge in a lie. And the lie functions As your shelter. Or you may be tempted to take your refuge in money. Money speaks. And money silences. Money, just like an umbrella, can function like a refuge or a shelter. And offer you the protection that you are seeking for the soul must however god is his refuge god who is the creator of the umbrella and the creator of the money god who is stronger than the umbrella and also stronger than the money because god is his refuge and strength that's like saying god is a strong refuge And God is also his helper in trouble. Later on in the Psalms, we'll hear the psalmist say something similar. Where does my help come from? Does my help come from the mountains? Does it come from the hills? Does my help ultimately come from created realities, even though God uses created realities? Or does my help in my time of trouble come from somewhere else? And the psalmist says, My help comes from the Lord, the Creator of heaven and earth. And the nice thing about this God is that He is always accessible. He's always available. He's an ever present help in trouble. You may be going out for a walk and it starts to rain and you've forgotten your umbrella. You've forgotten your rain clothes. But you don't need to forget God. Because God is always present. He was present in the past. He is present in the present. And he always will be present in the future. Because his name is Lord. All capital letters. His name is I Am. He's the God who always was. Always is. And always will be present, as he told Moses in the desert by the burning bush, in each and every situation of your life, for your good. And so the psalmist doesn't fear. Even when trouble comes, even if the earth were to give way, even if the mountains were to drop into the depths of the sea, even if the seas were to rage and foam with their surging, like that super typhoon is making the seas roar and surge in the Philippines, even then, says the psalmist, I will not fear. Because God... God is my refuge and my strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Now I know where my umbrella is, but do you know where God is? Where do you find God when the trouble comes? And even before the trouble comes, where is he? Well, there's a favorite text of mine in Acts 17 verse 28, where Paul speaks to the Athenians and he says, in him we live and move and have our being. That's God. We live in God. We move in God. And we have our being in God. God is all around us, as someone once wonderfully said, like air. You don't see air. And yet there's all sorts of air in this sanctuary. And because there's all sorts of air in this sanctuary, you and I can breathe. You and I can live. We live and we move and we have our being in air. Likewise, we do the same with our God. We trust that this is the case. We put our full weight on this God who is all around us like air. Knowing that this God will protect us in good times as well as bad times. And so, we do not fear, even when trouble comes. And as Calvin says so well on a comment on this psalm, it's not that we're not going to get a little nervous, because we're human. We'll get a little nervous and a little concerned. But what the psalmist means is that we will not be overwhelmed. We won't lose it. We won't lose our grounding. That's what the psalmist means when he says, I will not fear. Because God is absolutely reliable, you and I need not fear. Even when trouble comes, Because God is all around us, invisibly all around us, just like air. And, that's my second point, He's also with us in a remarkable manner. In fact, He's in us in a remarkable manner. When God led His people Israel out of Egypt... To Mount Sinai and was about to begin the marriage ceremony between himself and his people. He says, I have carried you on eagle's wings and I have brought you to myself. God, the husband and the people of Israel, the bride. God promising to love Israel Guide Israel, maintain Israel, never forsake Israel, always be true to Israel in good days and in bad, in riches and in poverty, in health and in sickness, as long as they both shall live. God is especially with his people with his grace, with his forgiving grace, with his liberating grace, with his healing grace. And the psalmist compares this presence of God with Israel to a river that makes glad the city of God. Now, Jerusalem didn't have a river. There was a spring outside of Jerusalem. And Hezekiah managed to build a tunnel underneath the city and bring a small trickle of water into the center of the city. But that could hardly be described as a river that makes glad the city of God. The psalmist is using metaphor here. He's talking about that river in the Garden of Eden with its four tributaries. And he describes the presence of God, more precisely the presence of the grace of God with Jerusalem and with Jerusalem, all of Israel. He compares that to that river that flowed through the Garden and out of the Garden of Eden. Because God was in the midst of Israel. God was in the midst of Zion, Jerusalem, with his temple, where he gave his people grace, forgiving grace, liberating grace, and healing grace. Just like God was present with his people, with Adam and Eve in paradise. In the Garden of Eden, he walked with Adam and Eve. And the presence of God in the Garden of Eden was like water, quenching thirst, revitalizing strength, enabling one to continue to travel the journey. That's what God's grace does for the Israelites especially gathered together in Jerusalem. And the psalmist, because he knows his God like that, not just as the God who is around him, like air, but also as the God who is with him, like a river that makes glad the city of God, his God whom can be compared to water. Because the psalmist knows his God like that. He trusts that God will help his people. Will help his people like water helps people. When you're tired and weary, God revitalizes your strength. When you think you can't travel another step the grace of God will enable you to continue the journey. Because this is the God of Jacob. This is the God of Israel. This is the God of the covenant. The God who has established a marriage relationship with his people to love them, to guide them, and to maintain them never forsaking them at all times. This is the God who had shepherded Jacob all the days of his life. And the psalmist believes that this God will also shepherd him all the days of his life. This God will enable him to lie down In green pastures. This God will lead him beside quiet waters. And restore his soul. Even when he travels through valleys of deep darkness. This God will be with him. Why this God will turn those valleys. Into places of springs. Because this God. Is with him. Like water. Then you and I know this God as the eternal Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who created each one of us because he wanted each one of us to be united to the Lord Jesus Christ through faith and be loved with the same love with which he loves the Lord Jesus Christ. That's amazing. God loves you just as much as he loves the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was this Lord Jesus Christ who said to the Samaritan woman, and he says to each one of us, if you drink from the water that I give you, you will never, ever thirst again. Why, that water that I give you will bubble up like an artesian well in your soul, continually replenishing your life, continually revitalizing your life so that you can continue the journey to the new heaven and the new earth in the joy and the strength of the Christian faith. Because. God is absolutely reliable. We need not fear. Even when trouble comes. Because he's all around us. Like air. And he's in us. Like water. And he goes before us. Like a mighty. Warrior. Warrior. The psalmist speaks about the most high. Some people are high and others may be a little bit higher. But when it comes to God, especially compared to the gods of the nations around Israel, God is the most high. He's in a league all by himself. There is no God like he, and the psalmist calls this most high, the Lord of hosts. Think again of that super typhoon raging through the Philippines, the intense power that is contained in that typhoon. When the Bible speaks about the Lord of hosts, that word hosts also means the elements of nature. It refers to the sun and the moon and the stars, but it also refers to the winds and the rains. And God as the Lord of hosts is the Lord of all of those hosts. Also of the most super, super typhoon that you can imagine. He is exalted above those typhoons Why, when the Bible speaks about the Lord of hosts, it includes the angels, those myriads and myriads of angels, armies of angels. God is the commander of all of those angels. And this God, this Lord of hosts, says the psalmist, he goes before him and he goes before the people Like a mighty warrior. The river reminded us of the garden. The Lord of hosts, the mighty warrior, reminds us of the city. It reminds us of the new heaven and the new earth. God is busy. God is on his way to a new heaven and to a new earth where wars will cease. And when that happens, the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of hosts, He will break the bows, He will shatter the spears, and He will burn the chariots. God will be exalted. One day, everybody will acknowledge, willingly or unwillingly, that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father, and the nations better be still. It's a favorite little text that we use for our quiet time. Be still and know that I am God. And I will not take it away from you as a text for your quiet time. But in the first place, this text is addressed to the nations, You people be still. You people who are always opposing God. You people who are causing a lot of misery and ruin on this earth. You people who are walking over the furniture that I have in this earth. Putting all sorts of mud on it and so forth. You people. You people be still and know. That I am God. Because one day. One day I will. Be exalted. And if the nations are supposed to be still. And know. That is acknowledge. That God is God. How much more should the church. Not be still. And know. And acknowledge. That God is God. One day. Brothers and sisters, there will be no more trouble. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, but, but one day there will be no more trouble because a mighty warrior goes before us to make an end to all of the trouble. Because God is absolutely reliable, You need not fear, even when trouble comes. Is that your experience? He was one of a twin, and he had trouble trusting God. It led to a lot of worries, a lot of anxieties, a lot of pushing of the replay button. And it got him into a lot lot of trouble until he learned to trust God. And God reminded him that he needed to trust God by making him walk through the rest of his life with a limp. Are you? Are you learning to trust God? Let me ask you, where do you need to learn to trust God? The God who's all around you, like air. The God who's in you, with his Holy Spirit, like water and the God who goes before you, putting an end to all of the trouble like a mighty warrior. What trouble occupies your mind? What challenges are you facing? What worries are keeping you awake at night. Is Jacob's confession also your confession? The God who has shepherded me all the days of my life, and therefore he will continue to shepherd me. Therefore I shall not want He makes me lie down in green pastures. Is the psalmist confession your own? Because God is absolutely reliable. You need not fear. Even when trouble comes, would you like to make this confession Your own. Would you like to be able to say, with the assurance of faith, God is my refuge and strength. An ever-present help in trouble. Even though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Even though my whole world is turned upside down by God. In one way or another. Then you need to go to Jesus. You need to be united to the Lord Jesus. Through faith. And receive out of his fullness. Grace upon grace. You need forgiving grace. For all of your lack of faith. And so do I. You need liberating grace for always looking at the circumstances and the ways. You need to be freed from that sinful tendency. And you need healing grace from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus who heals you as he forms himself, forms his own attitude, his own mind in you through His Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus, who always trusted His Heavenly Father. And the Lord Jesus, who did that for you. And who so ardently wants to do that in you. As you walk in His Spirit, keep in step with His Spirit And so to his spirit. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.